Have you ever heard of the Hawthorne effect? Um, no. Okay, so what it basically says is that subjects modify their behavior because they know they're being watched. If you're not achieving your goals and you want to motivate yourself, share it. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I have Brian Scott on the podcast here today. Brian is a financial advisor, but more than that, he's also had multiple businesses and just multiple crazy experiences, which maybe if we're lucky, we'll get to hear some <laughs> of the stories today. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, Sam. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No worries. More than more than happy. We've had a couple of really good chats now, so I'm so excited to dive into this episode um, and and talk about all the different things you've done because your interests don't only lie in financial advice, do they? You've also started six companies. So what connects in your mind, you know, your love for business and financial advice? Yeah, um, I have. I've started quite a few companies and quite diverse as well from travel tourism through to real estate and finance. Um, but what they have in common really is um, they're so similar. It's just having a strategic plan, you have goals, and you work towards that purpose. So I see very close link between the two. And I think I've learned so much from business um, that I apply to financial advice. So yeah, I think they're very closely linked. We have spoken previously about the importance of having goals. And I suppose to your point, being strategic within how you do things. Has there been a time you can remember like not having goals and it going wrong somehow? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, I think about that a lot at the moment. And probably the answer to your question is every day I think about that because every day I have examples. So I'm trying to build my financial advice business at the moment. And there's a direct connection between my goals for the day and what I achieve. I try to take five minutes every morning just to think about what I would, what am I doing during the day? What, what do I need to do? And it's a bit of a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. There's the example of the idea, your day is a basket and you've got to fill it. Um, mm-hmm. How do you fill a basket? Um, so when I'm thinking about my day, I try to think of the three big things I have to do, three big bricks because uh, they fill the basket quickest. And then I have the smaller things I need to do. So when I'm being a well-behaved and a, a good person, which isn't every day, I have five minutes to think about it and I make a list. So to answer your question, yeah, um, when I don't do that and I don't have clear goals for the day, my productivity just drops off completely. And I don't enjoy my days as much because I find that if I'm, if I'm achieving what I'm meant to do for the day, I'm happier because I, especially once I've done the three big things, I know I've done them. See, I think that um, that's really important for me. No, I love it. That's cool. I, I love like that analogy too around filling your basket and picking the three. So yeah. And maybe it's just, I'm not that bright, but I can't cope with more than three. And I speak to a lot of people over this. I'm really interested in human behavior and how you can achieve goals. I think if you have more than three big things in a day, you're dreaming. I see people with a to-do list and it's got 20 things on it. They're never going to achieve 20 things in a day unless they're incredibly small. So yeah, it just works for me. And I know it works for other people too. Choose your three big bricks to fill the basket 
and basically if you've achieved those three big things your day's great so some days if i'm if i'm through the three big tasks by one o'clock and then onto my little tasks it just gives me a great positive feeling so yeah i think that's really really um it's really great way to look at it it's worked for me so yeah give it a go yeah i think you're exactly right i have in the past been one of those people that would create a to-do list of 20 different things on it (laughs) assuming that I would get through more of it because I'd feel more pressure because I had more to do, but actually you just end up procrastinating. And I think the simpler, and we know that with finance as well, right? Like the simpler you keep things, the more effective it'll be. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, keep things simple, know what you're doing. Um, we talked about this offline that I'm a skier and I love skiing. I love skiing a bit too much. And Queenstown, I live below my favorite ski hill, which isn't the best thing for productivity, but I ski every morning usually very early and sometimes I stay for extra runs which I shouldn't do I should come back to work but I definitely see a connection when I come back off and I'm rushed off the hill and I don't do my planning for the day my days just feel different they are different they're less productive yeah so it's all about goals for me I'm not sure if there is a connection between the two but do you see any connection to how you would approach something you're passionate about like skiing and business oh I don't want to sound like um like a a to-do manual but yeah, I think I don't think there's this big difference between things in life. I think it's all the same. Like having mm-hmm. fun skiing. Um, you know, if you if you don't have it right and prepared, like I, I'm getting a little bit older, so I've got to do a lot of yoga to keep skiing. If I don't do yoga three four times a week, I can't ski. Mm-hmm. And it, so I don't know if that makes sense, but to me, you know, it sounds really silly, but the goal is to ski and have a great time. But I just can't do it like that anymore because I'm getting older. So I've got to make sure I do my yoga, do my stretching get everything ready yeah so I mean I apply the same thing to everything so maybe I'm a bit of a geek but no I love that I think it seems like there's a level of preparation and consistency that's needed to be successful in it right which I suppose is the same for business or yeah absolutely and I mean that's one of the things I love about my work and I love being a financial advisor is I just get to meet people all the time and hear about how they go about their day and you just by default you do a bit of life coaching and you just can't help it because you're sitting I had a client last night in my living room for three hours and he started his first business and he's meant to be there for straight financial advice, but obviously the conversation just rolled into, you know, how's his business doing? I think it's the same. Like, do you want to be a good skier? Um, do you want to train in anything? Do you want to achieve something? you got to know where you're going, know what you're doing. Keep it simple. And because you have met so many different people, especially when it comes to something like financial advice it's so personal do you find that there's a theme between people's fears or challenges when they come in yeah for sure but a lot of it comes down to the personal experience i mean humans are they're a product of their environment so a lot of it has to do with what sort of household you grew up in like if you grew up in a household where your parents were investors and they've invested from a young age um people were a lot more open-minded Whereas other people come to invest and you say the word shares and they look at you like, oh my God, the share market, that's the thing that crashes every seven years. Um, so yeah, people's perspective is, is hugely different. And that's partly my role is to talk to people. And um, usually if people understand something, they're not scared of it. Um, there's some great free resources out there. Sorted is actually a pretty cool website. I absolutely love Sorted. And coming back to what you were talking about in regards to goals and maybe even tying in how this relates to having financial goals as well what do you think this changes for people if they if they have money related goals and what makes like a good financial goal because I feel like someone could say uh, I want to have x in my bank account by the end of the year or I want to build my portfolio up to x 
but is that like an example of a good goal? Back in the day when Procter & Gamble was a red hot company and I, that's where I started my working life at Procter & Gamble. We learned an acronym and you know, for quite a few years of my life I worked there, but this is what it took away and it's never left me and I use it every day. There's an acronym called SMAC, S-M-A-C. Now I won't smack my hands together, but that's usually what you do to drive the point home. But what that stands for is S-M-A-C, is every goal or everything you do in life, it should be specific, measurable, achievable, and compatible. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I find most people fail on at least two of those. They'll, um, they'll sit and they'll have a financial goal to have, be financially independent by the time 40, but they're only saving $4,000 a year. And you say, look, that goal is not remotely compatible with your current behavior. You'll either have to change your goals or change your behavior. It is slightly different to the classic smart goals too, realistic and timely. So instead you're putting it towards being compatible with your life stage and I guess your experience. Yeah, well, that's the way, is the way I learned it. And I guess, I mean, that's learned behavior for me as well, isn't it? I mean, I've thought with this for, for many years, but I've always come back to smack. Um, so if you have a financial goal or any goal that like you want to train to be a diver or whatever, you you know, people say, well, I'm going to save more. That's so demoralizing because what is saving more? I mean, you get to the end of the week. Have you achieved your goal? Should you f- have a drink on a Friday to celebrate you've saved more? Well, not really. I mean, if you're really specific and go, well, my goal is to save $3,000 a month or $1,000 a month, and you get to the end of the month and you've done it. Wow, you can really celebrate and go, yeah, I've achieved my goals. And I mean, that's the second part. Is it measurable? You know, I'll keep harping on it with the same thing, but my goal is to save more. I mean, how do you measure whether something more? I know mathematically $2 more than the month before, but, um, you know, third thing, is it achievable? Um, I see people set goals for themselves and they don't achieve it in the first week, so they just give up. It's like the guy who's trying to stop smoking, he's stopped for eight months and he has one cigarette and he goes, well, I've had one cigarette, I might as well smoke the rest of the pack. It's not, your goals have to be achievable. Like if you're a peak performance athlete, you don't say, well, I'm going to bench press or I'm going to do something today from to zero. You have a goal and you work towards it. And it has to be achievable or you get depressed. And finally, it has to be compatible, which another part of being compatible is being honest with yourself. If you have a financial goal, what are you willing to do to achieve it? For those of us lucky enough to be in, you know, in good health, and we could all go and pull a few shifts at McDonald's, you know, <laughs> um, minimum wage, $20 an hour. Um, but who wants to? Who wants to finish one job at six o'clock and go start another job? doesn't have to be McDonald's. You could be a copywriter and do extra work. Um, yeah, it's a bit of honesty about what you're willing to do. And is it compatible with your lifestyle? I think one of the most important parts of that is the realistic part, because I'm a big believer that consistency is going to be the key to actually achieving anything. Um, and often, I think when it comes to setting goals, and I was actually just talking about this earlier on my Instagram stories, because I was saying I want to go through a bit of a goal Mm -hmm. reset session with myself, not even just financial goals, but generally in life, because I've lost a bit of direction and, you know, sense of where I'm heading or whatever. And I was thinking about how with goals, typically a lot of people, you know, set them and then send forget the goals, which isn't ideal because then you won't achieve them. So making them, realistic and maybe even for the first round like easy ish so that you kind of build up a bit of momentum by thinking oh okay I achieved that you said it was easy let's keep going absolutely I mean there's you don't have to go hard the first second um I love good stories like teaching by example there's 
back in the day, in 1910, 1920s, they used to have endurance races where people would walk or run for like two days. And it was like a major thing in the time, front page of the newspapers. Um, and it got reinvented about 10 years ago. So it's, I think it's a 24-hour race. That's the deal. Um, and the world champion, who's just an amazing guy, he always starts walking. They used to literally jeer him at the start of the race. Everybody else would be off in this big sprint. I'm going fast. And he'd always start by walking. And he's the world champion. And he wins it very easily. So I'd say if there's two things, like if you want to rejig your, your goal and reset yourself, there's a couple of things you need to do. Two things, really, first of all, is write it down. Um, if you don't if you don't write down your goals or your plans, it's just you're setting yourself up for failure. And the second thing is share it. Share your goals with other people. It's such a massive thing. Not enough people do it. I totally agree. Like that having the accountability. Mm-hmm. People talk about these things all the time, but the the mm. accountability thing is so key, I think, because you feel that connection to the goal and having to achieve it. And I'm like notorious for not telling people my goals because <laughs> exactly yeah. fear that I won't do it. Uh, but of course, every time I do do it, I make sure it happens. So yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. And I love that story because I think so many times I've, and it's, it goes back to what we were talking about with the to-do list. Like I'll set this pretty much unachievable goal of achieving mm-hmm. these things in a day, never get through it. And then, <laughs> I feel shit about myself for no reason but why don't I just set one goal that I like literally know I can't oh, I cannot yeah. and then actually you know empower myself to be able to go and achieve the next thing and I always tell people this with with budgeting and that kind of thing like I would prefer for myself if I wanted to start setting realistic goals I would rather you know create a budget for myself that is easy like I'm still saving mm-hmm but I have like quite a bit of discretionary income left. Like I could be saving more if I really tried, but knowing that I can actually stick to something and that it's in a done for me, automatic payments, all that kind of thing. And it's still, you know, functioning. I'm not digging into my savings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good sign that you can do it and move on to making it, I guess, I don't know if hard is the right word, but figuring out what you actually care about so that you can put money towards that or making it a little bit more, intense so that you're left with less discretionary income absolutely and i think that you know out of the smack analogy that's the compatible bit i mean my example would be if you're trying to if your goal is to save 300 dollars a week or 200 dollars a week but if you have sunday brunch and it's your one of your favorite part of the week right sunday with your friends in the viaduct or wherever with your brunch if that's your favorite part of the week and to achieve that you have to save 150 instead of 200 i think you should save 150 yeah and have the joyous part of your week um that's yeah that's my point of view i think it's much better to be realistic like you say and have a goal that you're going to achieve but actually achieve it do you think that there's other things in addition to what we've just spoken about that hold people back from achieving these goals to achieve a goal you have to stick to it and you have to be motivated to do it so i'll get really geeky on you here (laughs) please bit of physics for you have you ever heard of the hawthorne effect um no Okay, so what it basically says is that subjects modify their behavior because they know they're being watched. Now, you know that's true, don't you? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Everybody is. Like, yeah. you sit up a bit straighter. Maybe if you're walking into a party and, you know, there's people there you know, you maybe, like, I don't know, just dress a bit better, do whatever a bit differently. This is what I said before about achieving your financial goals. Um, sharing it with somebody else is, is fantastic. So, I mean... 
if you if you're not achieving your goals and you want to motivate yourself share it so that could be for example i mean i meet couples if they're not both aligned you may as there's not no point even finishing the session whereas they if they can support each other and both of them be into it it is so amazingly powerful but it doesn't have to be um your partner for example groups of friends can motivate each other if you've got a regular group of friends like your lunch dates or your friday drinking buddies and you all want to save together sit down and write a plan out together and then motivate each other to do it and what's amazingly part so this Hawthorne effect works amazingly well i had a client recently who makes incredibly good money but doesn't save anything and it was kind of well i'm going to make an appointment with you i'm going to see you in three months time <laughs> so they know they're going to see me in three months time and they're saving already <laughs> purely yeah. on the basis that they know they're going to meet geeky me who's going to look at them and go really <laughs> and i think that's it though it's like actually planning those things out because my friends and i would do these sometimes these like new year's goal setting sessions where we'd all get together and have like a day of planning and trying to think about what we want to achieve in the year but then mm-hmm. of course it would fade out because there was just nothing kind of holding us accountable throughout the rest of the year but I think if yeah. you actually organize okay in three months or one month or whatever we're going to get back together to talk about it like you would with uh, an actual financial advisor or someone like that then it makes it a lot more motivating yeah I mean obviously I am a financial advisor so if you're lucky enough to be able to afford a financial advisor or you've got the income to do it it's, it's highly recommended but it doesn't have to be something you pay for and um, you can get huge motivation from your parents if you have a good relationship with them brothers sisters anyone that you can be accountable to tell them what your goal is and then no matter what go back and tell them how you've done even if you fell on your face and you spent all your money on something ridiculously stupid like a new stereo <laughs> go and tell them and say hey actually no i didn't this month I bought a stereo, but I love it. And it's great sound quality and I really love it. But next month I'm going to do it. And what you'll find is the first month, they'll probably just smile and go, hey, that's great. At least you saved enough money to buy a stereo. Third month, they'll kind of be looking at you like, really? You couldn't achieve this after three months? And there must be some common financial mistakes that you see your clients make. And maybe this even differs depending on the life stage of the client would you say are there any like common financial mistakes the most common mistakes exactly which you talked about is they just fluff you know there's they don't have specific goals measurable achievable compatible like we've done that to death but that's probably the most common goal because they're not taking it that seriously because they're thinking well i've got 30 40 years to go Mm. so they're not so that tends to be the most common mistake for younger people. But what happens as people get older, there's two things happen. First of all, they have more money, so they have more money to make a mistake with. But sometimes they start feeling a bit pressurized mm. um, to, they're going, wow, wow, I've got 15 years to work. Yeah, I really need to make some money here. And they start investing in some things that maybe they shouldn't. And if you start young enough and you keep investing consistently and saving consistently and working at your goals, um, don't throw it away by taking a big punt on something you don't understand. As you said, keep it simple is hugely important. You shouldn't be investing in anything that it takes longer than five minutes to explain. And after those five minutes, you should understand exactly what your money is. So how much it costs to get in, what your money does, <laughs> where it's invested and how you get it back. And switching into something exciting that you use with your clients, it's called the Navigator software. Can you tell us a little bit about that? No, so if you go online, there's there's different versions of this. It's, it lets you sort of project to the future where you're going to be. So we had ours built in New Zealand because it's a bit more specific to our needs. So it's proprietary to us. And it's about setting goals and 
being realistic. So what it lets you do is it lets you put down where you are at the moment. So what sort of savings you have, what assets you have, and then it lets you, the client, put in where you want to be. So you can change when you might retire, um, how much money you think you'll need to retire, and then it connects the dots for you in a nice projection. And it it's always useful because the first thing it does, it makes you be honest about yourself and it's quite confronting and it gives you how close you are to your goals. It might, let's say someone has $100,000 at the moment and they want to retire at age 55 with a certain income. Um, it will then say to you, well, actually, yes, you can do that. Or it might say, well, no, you're actually going to have to work till you're 60. So it makes people make choices. Um, are you willing to work harder and work for longer? You might want to work till you're 65, 67. You might not have any choice. Mm. Um, and what it does is it just flags it to you. So rather than closing your eyes and hoping when you get to 65 that everything's all right, it lets you project out to the future so you can change your behavior now. What you found, Sarah, I think when we went through it, it was absolutely amazing was how big a difference it makes having a small change when you're younger. Mm. The longer you wait to make a change, um, the less it affects you. So I run navigator sessions for people. And that's one of my core ways of getting people to think, you know, about the future uh, and think about it correctly. Back to SPAC, you know, with Navigator, you have to be specific and measurable because you have to type the numbers in. Um, and then you take a step back and look at it and go, well, is that actually achievable? Yeah, I have to agree. When we, when we were going through it, it was definitely confronting. But I think also having that level of clarity is so reassuring, I think. Because... Oh, I was going for comforting. But yeah, no, I found it really comforting because you're not guessing. I mean, anyone that tells you what the market is going to do in the next year is just making it up. No one knows what's going to happen with Russia and oil prices and everything. But the further out you go, the more sort of comfortable you are that you're going to get positive returns. Yeah. Um, so no one knows everything completely, but you can you can have a pretty good. We know what's happened for the last hundred years in the market, for example, and we can extrapolate out. So yeah, I find it really comforting that if you have the goal, you know what you need to save and. You're maybe hopefully at a job you absolutely love and you're working at something you're really passionate about. But maybe if you're not, maybe if you're sort of you quite like it, you don't mind it. Um, it sort of helps you get through the day going, well, yeah, if I get through this work, I'm pretty much going to be retired at a certain age. Like you said, no one knows what's going to happen in the market or going forward, but you can at least have an understanding of what you need to do and then act on that, which I think is is it's a comforting feeling as well and from all of the lessons that we've gone over is there any in particular or I guess I guess do you want to highlight anything you've mentioned that you would like people to take away from the things you've said oh well I mean start now don't wait five years don't wait 10 years I mean the navigator program when we do it just shows so clearly every five years or two years that you start sooner um, the easier it is to reach your financial goals but big picture, you know, I, I talked about it excessively maybe at the start, but smack. Have a specific goal, measurable, achievable, and compatible. Write it down and share it with other people. I mean, that's, you know, the Hawthorne effect. If, if you're observed, you will change your behavior. So if you don't have someone who's sitting looking at you like me, who's your financial advisor, ask someone to watch you. Ask one of your friends, ask your sister, ask whoever. So, yeah, have specific goals. Know where you're going and enjoy it. I mean, I, I definitely sound a bit geeky when I get my list out and my plans, but it makes me enjoy life more because at the end of the week, I know I've done what I was meant to do and I can go and hang out and ski for eight hours and not feel guilty about it that I've got to rush back and do something because I've done it. And I really, actually, I want to back that up a little bit as well. Um, 
we do the navigator session and sorry sarah to sort of push my business but that's who i am um we, we usually charge 750 dollars for a navigator session which is roughly it's about 90 minutes of getting your goals down in paper and then transferring over to the software taking screenshots and showing you and then i do a full write-up because you got to live what you say if it's not in writing there's no point it's just talk i do a full write-up in your goals we usually charge 750 dollars for that which i think is great value anyway but um, for your listeners, um, I'm happy to do it for $200. Um, but I will have to limit it to the first 20 people because it's actually very time consuming. Um, so I can't do it endlessly. But no, I'd be really happy, especially if um, people out there who are a bit younger and don't have a huge amount of money. I'd really love to do it for, for some people. So yeah, that's the offer for your listeners. Thank you, Brian. I so appreciate you doing that for everyone. And I know that people are going to be frantically trying to find your details in the description now to to do that so if they do want to take you up on that how can they get in contact with you um easy peasy my um well my email is brian.scott but it's with a y b-r-y-a-n.scott at milestone.co.nz or i'm on facebook and linkedin or the website is www.milestone.co.nz cool thank you so much brian for your time again i appreciate it Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice, then please seek advice from a professional.